Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 11, Continued Is there any creature whose action can equal that of God? Why then should I go to creatures for help, since all that happens to me is the work of his uncreated hand? Creatures are powerless, ignorant, and without affection, and I should die of thirst rushing like this from one fountain to another, from one stream to another, when there is a sea at hand the waters of which encompass me on every side. All that happens to me, therefore, will be food for my nourishment, water for my cleansing, fire for my purification, and a channel of grace for all my needs. That which I might endeavor to find in other ways seeks me incessantly and gives itself to me through all creatures. O love of God, How is it that all creatures do not know how freely you lavish yourself and your favors on them while they are seeking you in byways and corners where you are not to be found? How foolish to refuse to breathe the open air, to search for a spot on which to place the foot when there is the whole countryside before you, to be unable to find water, when there is a whole deluge at your service, nor to possess and enjoy God, nor to recognize his action when it is present in all things. You search for hidden ways of belonging to God, good people, but the only way is that of making use of whatever he sends you. All leads to union, to perfection, except what is sinful or not a duty. All that is necessary is to accept everything. Placing no obstacle in the way of its action, but letting it accomplish its work. All things are intended to guide, raise, and support you, and are in the hand of God, whose action is vaster and more present than the elements of earth, air, and water. Even by means of the senses God will enter, provided they are used only as he ordains, because everything contrary to his will must be resisted. There is not a single atom that goes to form part of your being, even to the marrow of the bones, that is not formed by the divine power. From it all things proceed, by it all things are made. Your very life flows through your veins by the movement this power imparts to it and all the fluctuations that exist between strength and weakness, languor and liveliness, life and death are divine instruments put in motion to effect your sanctification. Under its influence, all bodily states become operations of grace. 
From this invisible hand come all your opinions, all your ideas on whatever subject they may be formed. What this action will affect in you, you will learn by successive experiences. For there is no created heart or mind that can teach it to you. Your life flows on uninterruptedly in this unsounded abyss in which each present moment contains all that is best for you and as such must be loved and esteemed. It is necessary to have a perfect confidence in this action, which of itself can do nothing but what is good. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. O sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. How can Father de Cossade say that there is no created mind or heart that can teach it to you? What's he talking about? What is to be taught and why can this not be taught to us by a created heart and mind? Well, what's being taught to us is what God's will, what God's power, what God's action will effect in you. What God is doing in my life and your life, what he's bringing about, Father De Kossad says no one can teach you except the experience of successive moments, that we learn by successive experiences what God will make of us, what God is doing. That there was a flow of our life. And at each moment, no matter how disappointing it seems, no matter how painful it seems, no matter how frustrating it seems, The best thing that could happen to us, what's best for you and for me, is taking place. Best in what sense? Best for our sanctification. Best in the sense of what will make us holy, what will make us more like God. Be holy, be perfect, as your heavenly Father is perfect. And that what each moment brings, it's what's necessary to transform us, to change us, to move us towards that sanctification. And so then what do we have to do? Well, we have to love and esteem, love and cherish each moment with a kind of confidence that what God is doing is good. Mother Teresa used to smile at Jesus in her darkness, in her pain. And say to him in her heart, you're doing something good. You're up to something here. Well, what does it mean to love these moments? 
Well, the first moment of love, the first act of love, is to accept all that is necessary is to accept everything. Love is willing the good of another. That could be ourselves, willing the good of someone, willing good to someone. But love, first of all, is accepting that someone. Love is an acceptance of God and what he's willing for us. Before we can want to give something to someone, we have to accept what is given to us. And this way towards perfection begins with this acceptance, this surrender, this first moment of love in which we say to God, thy will be done. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.